Runo forty six of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty six. Vinamoinen and the Bear. Argument. The mistress of Pojola sends a bear to destroy the herds of Kalevala. Vainamoinen kills the bear, and a great feast is held in Kalevala in honor of the occasion. Vainamoinen sings, plays on the kantala, and hopes that a time of great happiness and prosperity is coming to Kalevala. Unto Pojola came tidings, to the village cold the tidings, that in Vainula t'was healthy, freed was Kalevala completely from the evil plagues of magic and the scourge of nameless sickness. Lohi, Pojola's old mistress, old and gap-toothed dame of Poya, thereupon again grew furious, and she spoke the words which follow. Still I know another method, and a cunning scheme have thought on. On the heath the bear I'll waken, on the waste the curving clawed one, Vinula's fine flocks to ravage, herds of Kalevala to slaughter. On the heath the bear she wakened, from his native land she drove him to the heathlands of Vainula, and to Kalevala's green pastures. Vainamoinen, old and steadfast, uttered then the words which follow, Ilmarinen, smith and brother, make a new spear quickly for me. Make it with three cutting edges, with a copper shaft constructed. With the bear I now must struggle, overthrow the shaggy monster, that he slay no more my geldings nor shall fall upon my brood-mares, neither shall destroy my cattle or attempt my cows to injure. Then the smith a spear constructed, not a long one, not a short one, but of middle length he forged it. On the blade a wolf was sitting, on the edge a bear was standing, at the joint an elk was trotting, on the shaft a colt was running, at the end a reindeer leaping. Then fresh snow was gently falling, and a little snow had drifted, as it drifts in early autumn, white as is the hair in winter. Said the aged Vinamoinen, and he spoke the words which follow, Now my inclination leads me unto Metzala to travel, to the forest daughter's dwelling, and to the blue maiden's homestead. Leaving men, I seek the forest, heroes leave for distant regions. Take me as thy man, O forest, Take me, Tapio, for thy hero. May good fortune now be granted, and to fell the forest beauty. Miliki, the forest mistress, Tellervo, the wife of Tapio, do thou bind thy dogs securely, do thou keep thy whelps in order, in the paths mid honeysuckle, and beneath the roof of oakwood. Otso, apple of the forest, O thou lazy honey-pawed one, if thou hearest me approaching, hearest me the hero coming, in thy hair thy claws conceal thou, in thy gums thy teeth conceal thou, that thou never more mayst move them, that they motionless remain there. O my Otso, O my darling, fair one with the paws of honey, do thou rest in hilly country and among the rocks so lovely, where the pines above are waving and the firs below are rustling. Turn thyself around, O Otso, Turn thee round, O honey-pawed one, as upon her nest the wood-grouse, or as turns the goose when brooding. Then the aged Vinamoinen heard his dog was barking loudly, and the dog was fiercely baying just beside the small-eyes dwelling. 
in the pathway of the broad nose and he spoke the words which follow first i thought it was a cuckoo thought i heard a lovebird singing but no cuckoo there is calling and no lovebird there is singing but it is my dog that's baying here my faithful hound awaits me at the door of Atso's dwelling at the handsome hero's homestead then the aged Vinamoinen struck the bear where he was lying overturned his bed of satin overthrew his lair so golden and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him praise o Yumala, unto thee praise to thee alone creator unto me the bear who gavest and the forest gold hast granted gazed he on the golden booty and he spoke the words which follow o my atso o my darling fair one with the paws of honey be not filled with causeless anger i myself have not o'erthrown thee thou thyself hast left the forest wandered from thy pine-tree covert thou hast torn away thy clothing ripped thy grey cloak in the thicket slippery is this autumn weather cloudy are the days and misty golden cuckoo of the forest shaggy-haired and lovely creature do thou quit thy chilly dwelling do thou quit thy native desert and thy home of birchen branches wattled wigwam where thou dwellest go to wander in the open o thou beauty of the forest on thy light shoes wandering onward marching in thy blue-hued stockings leaving now this little dwelling do thou leave this narrow dwelling leave it for the mighty heroes to the race of men resign it there are none will treat thee badly and no wretched life awaits thee for thy food they'll give thee honey and for drink of mead the freshest when thou goest to a distance whither with the staff they guide thee from this place depart thou quickly from thy little nest depart thou from beneath these famous rafters from beneath this roof so handsome glide along upon thy snowshoes as on pond a water lily then glide on among the fir trees like a squirrel in the branches then the aged Vinamoinen, he the great primeval minstrel walked across the plains loud playing o'er the heath he wandered singing and he brought the noble stranger with his shaggy friend he wandered in the house was heard his playing neath the roofs they heard his singing in the house there cried the people and exclaimed the handsome people listen to the noise resounding to the music from the forest like the singing of the crossbill or a maiden's flute in forest Vinamoinen, old and steadfast then the house was fast approaching from the house there called the people and the handsome people asked him have you brought the bright gold with you have you brought the silver hither brought our darling money with you gathered money on your journey gave the wood the honey-eater and a lynx to lord of forest that you come among us singing on your snowshoes come rejoicing Vinamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words which follow singing would i bring the otter give to Yumala my praises so i sing as i am coming on my snowshoes come rejoicing what i bring is not an otter not a lynx and not an otter one more famous is approaching comes the pride of all the forest comes an old man wandering hither with his overcoat he cometh if it be a pleasure to you let the doors be widely opened but if you dislike the stranger close the doors against him firmly and the people gave him answer shouted all the handsome people welcome Atso, be thy coming honey-pawed who now approachest 
to our dwelling freshly scoured to our household now so charming this i wished for all my lifetime all my youth i waited for it tapio's horn to hear resounding and to hear the woodpipe whistling wandering through the golden forest coming through the silver woodland and our little house approaching and along the narrow pathway i had hoped a year of fortune waiting for this coming summer as for new-fallen snow the snowshoe or a path for gliding suited as a maiden for her lover or a consort for a red cheek in the eve i sat at window morning at the door of storehouse at the gate a week i waited and a month at pathways opening in the lane i stayed a winter stood in snow while ground was hardened till the hardened land grew softer and the soft ground turned to gravel into sand was changed the gravel and the sand at length grew verdant and i pondered every morning in my head reflected daily wherefore is the bear delaying why delays the forest darling has he travelled to estonia wandered from the land of suomi then the aged Vinamoinen answered in the words that follow where's my guest to be conducted whither shall i lead my gold one to the barn shall i conduct him on a bed of straw to lay him and the people gave him answer shouted all the handsome people better lead our guest illustrious and conduct our golden beauty underneath these famous rafters underneath this roof so handsome there is food arranged for eating there is drink poured out for drinking all the floors have there been dusted and the floor has been swept most cleanly all the women finely dress them in their very finest garments don their headdresses the finest in their brightest robes arrayed them then the aged Vinamoinen spoke aloud the words which follow o my otso o my birdling o my charge with paws of honey still there's ground for thee to walk on and upon the heath to wander golden one go forth to wander dear one range about the country forth to march with sable stockings wander in thy cloth-made trousers on the pathway of the titmouse in the path where sparrows wander underneath five rafters straying underneath six roof-trees walking now be careful luckless woman that the herd may not be frightened terrified the little cattle nor the mistress calves be frightened if the bear approach the homestead and his shaggy jaws should seize them now ye boys the porch abandon girls depart ye from the doorposts to the house there comes the hero and the pride of men approaches atso apple of the forest fair and bulky forest dweller be not frightened at the maidens fear not the unbraided maidens be not fearful of the women they the wearers of the stockings all the women of the household quickly round the stove will gather when they see the hero enter and behold the youth advancing said the aged Vinamoinen, yumala be gracious to us underneath these famous rafters underneath this roof so handsome whither shall i take my darling and shall bring the shaggy creature and the people spoke in answer hail all hail to thee who comest thither shalt thou bring thy birdling thither take thy golden beauty to the end of pole of pinewood to the end of bench of iron that his shaggy coat we gaze on and his hair may well examine be not grieved for this o otso neither let it make thee angry that we take thy hide an hour and thy hair to gaze on always for thy hide will not be injured and thy hair will not be draggled 
like the rags of evil people or the clothing of the beggars then the age of Vinamoinen from the bear stripped off the bearskin on the storehouse floor he laid it put the flesh into the kettles put it in the gilded kettles in the copper cauldrons placed it on the fire the pots arranged he in the blaze their sides of copper filled them up and overfilled them with the meat he overfilled them salt unto the stew he added brought from very distant regions from the saxon land they brought it and from distant waters brought it through the sound of salt they rowed it and they from the ships conveyed it when the meat enough was sodden from the fire they took the kettles and the booty then was carried in the crossbill then they carried quickly to the long deal table in the golden dishes laid it where they sat the mead enjoying and the beer they were imbibing and of firwood was the table and the dishes were of copper and the spears were all of silver and the knives of gold constructed all the plates were overloaded brimming ore were all the dishes with the darling of the forest booty of the golden woodland then the aged Vinamoinen spoke aloud the words that follow comrade old with golden bosom master thou of tapio's household thou of metzela sweet matron gracious mistress of the forest handsome man the son of tapio handsome red-capped son of tapio tellervo the maid of tapio all the rest of tapio's people come ye to the feast of cattle where the shaggy beast is eaten here is plenty to be eaten here is food and drink abundant here there is enough for storage plenty too to give the village and the people then responded answered thus the handsome people where was Otso born and nurtured whence was formed his hide so shaggy was he born perchance in straw bed was he born near stove and bathroom then the aged Vinamoinen answered in the words which follow Otso was not born in straw bed nor was born on chaff in malt house there was Otso brought to being there was born the honey-pawed one near the moon in gleams of sunshine and upon the great bear's shoulders there beside the heir's fair maiden near the daughter of creation on air's borders walked a maiden through mid-heaven there walked a damsel through the rifted clouds she wandered on the borders of the heavens clad in stockings blue in colour and with shoes most gaily coloured in her hand a wool-filled satchel neath her arm a hair-filled basket wool she cast upon the waters hair she threw among the billows and the wind arose and tossed it and the air unceasing rocked it and the breeze on water rocked it to the shores the waves impelled it to the edge of honeyed forest to the edge of honeyed headland Miliki, the forest mistress tapiola's accomplished matron took the wool from out the water took the soft wool from the billows then she wrapped it all together with a handsome band she wrapped it put it in her maple basket and in a beauteous cradle laid it then she lifted up the bundle and the golden chain she carried where the branches were the thickest and the leaves were most abundant then she rocked the charming object and she rocked the lovely creature underneath a spreading fir tree underneath a blooming pine tree thus it was the bear was nurtured and the furry beast was fostered there beside a bush of honey in a forest dripping honey now the bear grew up most handsome and attained his perfect stature short his legs his knees were crooked broad his nose both thick and stumpy broad his head and short his muzzle and his handsome hair was shaggy but as yet the bear was tailless and with claws was unprovided 
Miliki, the forest mistress, uttered then the words which follow. Now let claws be granted to him, and let teeth be also sought for, if he does no mischief with them, nor to evil purpose turns them. Then the bear by oath engaged him, kneeling by the forest mistress, and in Yumala's high presence for the face of him almighty, never would he work a mischief, and would work no evil with them. Miliki, the forest mistress, Tapiola's accomplished matron, went to seek the teeth he needed, and to seek the claws he wanted. From the wood of mountain ash-tree, and from juniper the hardest, from the hardest roots of any, from the hardest rosinous tree-stumps, but she found no claws among them, neither found she teeth among them. On the heath there grew a pine-tree, on the hill there rose a fir-tree, and the pine had silver branches, and the fir-tree golden branches. With her hand she plucked the branches, and from these the claws constructed, others fixed in Atso's jaw-bones, and his gums securely fixed them. Forth she sent the shaggy creature, sent her darling forth to wander, let him wander through the marshes let him wander through the forest walk along the woodland's borders step along across the heathland and she bade him walk discreetly and to march along demurely and to live a life of pleasure and upon fine days to wander through the plains and o'er the marshes past the heaths where men are dancing wandering shoeless in the summer wandering sockless in the autumn resting in the worst of weather idling in the cold of winter in a hollow stump of cherry in the castle of the pine-trees at the foot of beauteous fir-trees mid the junipers close growing underneath five woollen mantles neath eight mantles was he hidden and from thence i fetched my booty there i found it on my journey then the younger people asked him and the old folks asked him likewise wherefore was the wood so gracious gracious wood and forest lavish and the greenwood's lord so joyous so propitious friendly tapio that he thus his pet has given and resigned the honey-eater did you with the spear attack him was he overcome with arrows Vinamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words which follow very gracious was the forest gracious wood and forests lavish and the greenwood's lord was joyous and propitious friendly tapio miliki the forest mistress tellervo the maid of tapio fair-haired damsel of the forest little damsel of the forest went along the path to guide me and to raise the landmarks for me by the roadside posts erected and directed all my journey and the trees she blazed before me marks she set upon the mountains to the door of noble Atso, to the borders of his dwelling when i reached the place i sought for and arrived upon its borders with the spear i smote not Atso, and i shot no arrows at him he himself lurched from the archway, tumbled from the pine-tree's summit, and the branches broke his breastbone, others ripped his belly open. Then he spoke the words which follow, and in words like these expressed him, O oh, my Atso, O oh, my dearest, O oh, my birdling, O oh, my darling, now resign to us thy headland, lay aside thine eye-teeth likewise, cast away the few teeth left thee, and thy wide jaws give us also yet thou needest not be angry that i come to thee in this wise and thy bones and skull have broken and have dashed thy teeth together now i take the nose from Atso that my own nose may be lengthened but i take it not completely and i do not take it only now i take the ears of Atso that my own ears i may lengthen but i take them not completely and i do not take them only now i take the eyes of Atso that my own eyes i may lengthen but i take them not completely and i do not take them only 
now will i take atso's forehead that my forehead i may lengthen but i take it not completely and i do not take it only now i take the mouth of atso that my own mouth may be lengthened but i take it not completely and i do not take it only now i take the tongue of atso that my own tongue may be lengthened but i take it not completely and i do not take it only he shall be a man respected and as hero shall be reckoned who the bear's teeth now can number and the rows of teeth can loosen from the jaws of steely hardness with his grasp as strong as iron as no other man came forward and no hero would attempt it he himself the bear's teeth numbered and the rows of teeth he reckoned kneeling down beneath the jaw-bones with his grasp as strong as iron from the bear the teeth then taking uttered he the words which follow atso apple of the forest fair and bulky forest dweller thou must go upon thy journey leap along upon the journey forth from out this narrow dwelling from this low and narrow cottage to a lofty house that waits thee to a wide and pleasant dwelling golden one go forth to wander dearest treasure march thou onward on the swine's path march thou onward traversing the road of piglings to the firwood so luxuriant to the needle-covered pine-trees to the hills all clothed with forest to the lofty rising mountains here for thee to dwell is pleasant charming is it to abide there where the cattle-bells are ringing and the little bells are tinkling Vinamoinen, old and steadfast after this his dwelling entered and the younger people asked him all the handsome people asked him where have you bestowed your booty whither did you make your journey have you left him in the ice-field in the snow-slush have you sunk him pushed him down in the morasses buried him upon the heathland Vinamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words which follow in the ice i did not leave him sunk him not among the snow-slush for the dogs from thence would drag him likewise would the birds befoul him in the swamp i have not sunk him nor upon the heath have buried for the worms would there destroy him and the black ants would devour him thither have i brought my booty there bestowed my little captive on a golden mountain summit on a copper mountain summit in a splendid tree i laid him pine tree with a hundred needles in the very largest branches in the broad and leafy summit as a joy to men for ever and a pleasure to the travellers then i turned his gums to eastward and his eyes i turned to northwest not too high upon the summit lest if they were in the summit then the wind might perhaps destroy them and the spring wind treat them badly nor too near the ground i placed them lest if i too low had laid them then the pigs might perhaps disturb them and the snouted ones o'erturn them then the aged Vinamoinen once again prepared for singing for a splendid evening's pleasure and a charm to-day departing said the aged Vinamoinen, and in words like these expressed him keep thy light o holder shining so that i can see while singing for the time has come for singing and my mouth to sing is longing played and sang old Vinamoinen charming all throughout the evening and when he had ceased his singing then a speech he made concluding grant o Yumala, in future once again o good creator that once more we meet rejoicing and may once again assemble here to feast on bear so fattened feasting on the shaggy creature grant o Yumala, for ever grant again o good creator that the posts be raised to guide us and the trees be blazed before us 
for the most heroic people for the manly race of heroes grant o yumala forever grant again o good creator that may sound the horn of tapio and the forest pipe may whistle even in this little courtyard even in this narrow homestead in the day may we be playing and at eventide rejoicing in this firm and solid country in the wide expanse of swomi with the young who now are growing with the rising generation end of runo forty six recording by expatriate in bangor maine